I love milkshakes, okay? Um, I, I love Liverpool Football Club, yeah? But I also love my children and my wife, obviously. But we use the word love to mean very many different things in different ways. Uh, and also we use the word peace uh, in many different ways and in many different descriptions. And so we can talk about things like peace of mind or peace from trouble and strife or peace from the wife or peace and quiet or peace from war, peace from sickness. People can keep the peace. We can have peace movements and peacemakers. Um, we, we, we can also um, understand um, that we would like to, when we die, rest in peace. And we use peace to mean different things. As, as Christians, we also use the word peace in many different ways. But there's too many, two particular ways as Christians which we understand the word peace. And we're going to look at those tonight. Uh, and, and first of all, um, as Christians, we, we look forward to peace uh, when Jesus returns, when there is no war and suffering. So that type of peace we look forward to when Jesus returns and redeems the world. There is obviously that peace um, that only Jesus can bring that we believe in. But also for Christians, there's two types of peace that Scripture talks about lots. Uh, and it's this, it's peace with God, and it's also the peace of God. And they're slightly different. And let me explain those. So there's, the pe there's peace with God. Let me describe what peace with God is. I'm getting a little bit dizzy here, but I think I'm doing well. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I look in people's eyes. So peace, uh, peace with God. Let me, let me describe that. Jesus has done this. Jesus has made available to us peace with God. The gospel story is that Jesus has rescued and redeemed us through his once and for all sacrifice. Christians use a big word called justification, okay? That you and me are justified by faith in what Jesus has done on the cross, that our sins are forgiven, that Jesus has taken the penalty for us, and Jesus has made peace with God for us. Isaiah 53, 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. The Apostle Paul, writing to Romans in chapter 5, he says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, which is the believing in what Jesus has done on the cross for us, in that faith of what he has done, we are justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, through whom? Through Jesus. We have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Jesus has made peace with God for us. So we can boast in this. We have this hope. It is not our goodness or our works, but it is uh, by, by all that Jesus has done that we have access to his peace and his mercy. This is the incredible truth of, of being a Christian, that Jesus has done it all, 
And I can now be friends with God because Jesus has made that peace with God for me. So I can actually be friends with God all because of what Jesus has done. Whenever Christians talk about peace, they talk about peace with God in that regard. Tonight we're going to focus more on the peace of God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, is beautiful and profound. It is the peace we experience as Christians with being in relationship with Jesus. If you're a visitor and visiting us, uh, firstly, hello, 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 hello in a circle. You're so welcome uh, to hear if you're visiting us uh, today at Christmas time. Lots of people visit churches um, because that's something you do at Christmas time. You're so wel welcome. It is a class time to come at Christmas and, and visit church. You're so welcome. Maybe you've been coming to Willowfield for a for a few weeks and you're, you're trying to suss out what all this is about, you're so welcome and it's lovely to have you with us. If you're trying to suss us all out, um, we're, we're not a bunch of weirdos, us Christians, although we get tainted as that, and there are certainly some of us, me included, who are a little bit weird, okay? Uh, but we're not in this little club where we come together uh, like on a Sunday just to try and be nice to each other. And we have all these lists of rules and regulations to try and make us all prim and proper, like Ned Flanders out of, uh, you know, what do you call it? Yes, yeah, Simpsons. I almost forgot the name of the, the program there. It's not that we have this little club just so we can be nice to each other. That would be so boring. That's, that's crazy. I do not want to be a part of that. But so often we portray in our faith that that's what you do in church. And there's all these people just like with little rules trying to be nice to each other. And some are good at it. Some aren't good at it. And they just sort of do church. That's not what being a Christian is about. Following Jesus is about a relationship and a friendship with God. It is about a personal encounter with the living God. He fills us with life and he fills us with his presence. And for Christians, his presence has this beautiful, tangible peace of God that we get to experience in our daily Christian life. It's an everyday miracle that we get the privilege of walking in and living in. You see, this relationship with God, it comes with benefits. It's not just that we try and be a better person. This relationship, this friendship with God comes with gifts and benefits. And one of the most incredible gift and benefit is the peace of God. We get to encounter the peace of God in our hearts and our minds in our life, in a daily basis, and as a follower of Jesus, it's one of the most beautiful things that we get to experience every day as a follower of him. This relationship comes with benefits. It's not about a list of rules and regulations. It's about a relationship. And in that relationship, in that intimacy, in that friendship with Jesus, in the trustworthiness of who he is, he gives us his peace we actually get to encounter it for ourselves, and it's beautiful. Forgive us if we have made it out that it's some kind of little club that we're part of just trying to be nice. No, it's a relationship that we get filled by his presence, and wow, it is so good. And it comes with benefits and gifts, and the gift is Jesus. And at Christmas time, we talk about peace because it's so real for us. 
because we get to know what it's like to know his peace in horrible and difficult situations and also in the good times and the bad times. Maybe, maybe you're here, if you're a visitor, uh, because for years uh, you've been searching for something. Uh, you don't know what it is, but actually, if it boils down to it, lots of the things that people search for is peace. Lots of the stravings and, and yearnings in society is people yearning after a state of uh, 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 a place where they're not concerned or they're trying to put away their troubles. But if we, if we dig down deep, lots of people are, are simply searching for peace. You know you haven't got it yet or found it yet and maybe at Christmas time um, there's things from your childhood or just you want to come to church or there's something about Jesus that you just can't quite put your finger on and we know there's loads of places that we can seek peace and they're good in relationship and friendships and family. There is peace and all those things and they're beautiful and they're good and there's lots of things we can search after peace for in lots of places and lots of those maybe aren't so good and maybe lots of those don't help us. And, and I would ask you, where are the places that you search for peace? Where are the places that you go to find that peace? You see, we can seek peace in lots of places, but it's very hard to find the real deal. Maybe you tried to get your fix of peace in avoidance strategies. Let's binge out on Netflix and forget about the world, or Xbox and forget about the world, or, or maybe you go to places of pleasure to dull the pain that will bring you peace. Trust me, most people in this room, we've searched after those things. You're not alone if that's you. Lots of places we go to to find peace, uh, we figure out later down the line that actually that peace is quite temporary doesn't last very long. In fact, I need to go back there to top it up all the time, and it's just not the real deal. Where do you go and where do you look for, for peace? If you want to find peace, real peace, tangible peace, lasting peace, you can embrace and avail of that peace tonight. I want to tell you very plainly and clearly, real peace is a person. He has a nickname because people have given him this name because it's who he is. His nickname is Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is peace. The very nature of peace and the source of peace is in Jesus. Jesus makes available to us this inner supernatural peace for our heart and our mind and our spirits. And we have daily access to this peace when we encounter the peace of Jesus in relationship with him. This kind of peace is what we get to enjoy in walking through this life as a Christian. Peace is not something that we can look for, just look forward to in the future. Peace is also something we take hold of today. We have access to daily peace in Jesus. I have lots of scriptures just popping up here because the Bible is full of scripture that reinforces this peace of God that we have in Jesus. So Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. 
deep in your hearts. It's a daily rhythm of peace. It's not a one-off injection or vaccine that we get a shot of peace and then we have it the rest of our lives. We're not saying that's what it's about. Actually, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body of the church, you are called to peace. Philippians 4, 7, one of my favorite verses in Scripture, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. It's hard for me to describe to you what the peace of God is like. It's beyond our imagination because even in our most hurtful places and in turmoil, still we have access to this peace. Transcends our understanding. It's beyond our understanding, but this peace of God will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ. It's a beautiful thing, the peace of God. Do you know the peace of God in your hearts? Have you encountered his peace? Is it something that you take hold of when you're in pain, when you're going through loss, when you're suffering, when the job doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out, when your girlfriend dumps you, when you don't get the grades you need? Like, Do you know this peace? As, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, do you rely on this peace? Do you encounter him in this way? You know, as Christians, please forgive us if, if we also portray this image that we have it all figured out. We, we really don't, okay? In a relationship with Jesus, we try to figure it out, but we don't have it all figured out. Forgive us whenever that comes across. But you see, as Christians, we also so often live in the shadow of his peace. He has promised us this peace, but so often we behave and respond as if his peace is not available to us. We are our own peacemakers and we try to fix ourselves just like everybody else. It takes us so long to get to the point where we actually go, oh, dear, Jesus, I need you. We, we, we try to go through all our own patterns and our own self-help patterns, or we go to friends, or we go to family, and we try to fix it, we try to mix it, but then actually when we stop and we connect with Jesus and in that trustworthiness of who he is, it's like, wow, Jesus, you are who I need in this moment. But so often as Christians, we, we run around trying to fix it all ourselves as well, and, and we're slow to come to him, and we're slow to trust him for his peace that is available for us. Are you in the business of practicing his peace? Are you in the business of, of, of trying to run to him whenever things aren't going the way that you think they should have went? Who do you become whenever things don't turn out the way you think they should turn out? If you're a follower of Jesus here tonight and you have given up, you're maybe just going through the motions. You have stopped seeking after his peace. Come back to him tonight. Do not be afraid to come to him again tonight for the, the unanswered things or where you're not finding breakthrough. Don't give up on him. Pursue peace. Pursue his presence. You see, we consistently need to ask and receive his peace. It is a gift from God. It's not a download. You don't get one shot and it does you until you die. That's not how it works. Because it's in the relationship, it's in the intimacy with Jesus. 
It's in the trustworthiness of the relationship where Jesus can, where we can experience and encounter his peace. So peace is part of our right relationship with Jesus. That's why the psalmist writes um, this wonderful, beautiful, poetic uh, psalm. In Psalm 85, verse 10, he says this, love and faithfulness meet together. We know this in a, in a loving relationship. It has to also be based on faithfulness. Love and faithfulness meet together. But the psalmist also says that righteousness, which is a right relationship with God, and peace, they kiss each other. They're so interconnected. When we have this relationship with God that is right, righteousness and peace, they kiss each other. They're so intertwined in your relationship with Jesus as you follow him, as you get to know him more, you experience the peace of God. It's the beautiful overflow of who God is that he gives us his peace. So as a Christian, it's the incredible, beautiful encounter and experience we have of following our God, Jesus. It's not about this list of rules and these tick boxes that we do. It's in the relationship and in the counter we get to know him more and we get to experience the peace of God. Jesus offers you and me so many gifts and so many promises. He offers us mercy and grace and forgiveness and joy. But I think his peace is probably the most profound and tangible of them all. Jesus has brought and bought us peace with God. And Jesus also gives us the peace of God. Last week, someone said to me at the carol service, when they come in last week, they said, uh, you, you, can, you can feel in the atmosphere, there's, there's something in the atmosphere when you come into this church. I don't know what it is, but there's a calmness. It's, it, it's it, like, I don't know what it is. And, and and it was the peace of God. I didn't say it then, but I want to say it now. It was the peace of God. That's what they were experiencing. They could, they could sense something of the peace of God in the room. Do you know, people can sense and see and even feel the peace of God. If you go into an empty church and you just go in on your own, some people, without even knowing God, can sense just this calmness about the place or this peace. And they might not have the words to describe it, but it is the peace of God. Or if you climb up a mountain and you're, you're overwhelmed by the beauty of God and there's this, there's this peace. And some people might just think that's a lovely day, but some people actually get caught up in the creation of God and there's a peace about God. You know, we can be aware of peace and ordinary people can be aware of God's peace. And that is great. That is brilliant. That is tangible and real. But actually, there's something more powerful, not just about being aware of his peace, but there's something more beautiful and profound and strong about knowing the presence of his peace, an intimate relationship with Jesus, and knowing and experiencing and encountering this peace. We have peace because of him. If Jesus is with us, if Jesus is in us, then peace is with us. Peace is in us. I have told you these things, it says in John 16. This is Jesus speaking. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
our next door neighbor's husband died a few months ago. Um, he was only 34. Yeah, a, a great Christian family, and he, he's he's twelve year old, year old, twelve week old boy, and a three year old boy. He's left, and 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 he died of of brain cancer. His name was Andrew. He he was just a a, a great guy, but he walked with this peace, knowing that he was uh, more than likely going to die very young. And his wife at his funeral talked about this peace. And anyone who met him knew and seen this peace. And, and it's not that it's it's all rosy and everything. Oh, the peace of God! It's 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 all. I don't feel any pain or 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 any loss. Of of course, it's so difficult and so hard. But yet Ruth still walks with this peace, knowing the peace of God through these hard times. It's so beautiful to see. I've told the story about my dad a, a number of times. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll not tell it again. You can ask me about it another time. But when my dad died, he gave his life to Jesus a few days before he died. And, and then all this incredible stuff happened. But as he died, it, there was just this incredible presence of God as he breathed his last breath. It was the presence of God was so real and so tangible. My, there's friends and, and fam and my family and my, my family aren't followers of Jesus, but they, they could sense the real presence of God in the room. They were like, what, what is this? And it was, it was the peace of God that passes all understanding in these moments of turmoil and trial. God's peace shows up. It is real. He is real. You see, I want to be a follower of Jesus who when things don't go my way, I have practiced and experienced Jesus' peace in the everyday daily things that I will also know his presence and his peace in the painful things. The presence of pain does not mean the absence of peace. The presence of pain does not mean the absence of peace. If you're here tonight and, and you're going through a hard time and a tough time, the presence of Jesus can meet you in that pain. And there can be peace, although you can't even get your head around that. And even for us who follow Jesus, we can't understand it, but yet he is available to us. Jesus is very clear in our times of trouble. He's very clear. He says this. He says, come to me. So often the Bible, Jesus says, follow me. But in our times of trouble, Jesus always says, come to me. Come and learn from me. Come and hang out with me. Come and see the way I do it. If you're in trouble, come and be with me because I can show you how you can find me in your times of trouble. So often Jesus says to his disciples, come to me. And he says to us, come to me in our times of trouble. One of my favorite verses is Matthew 11, verses 28 and 30. It talks about when we're heavy laden and burdened to come to Jesus and learn from him. The message translation is a fantastic translation. I will just read that. So Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, it says this. This is Jesus talking. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? As he's saying this set list of things, just going through the process, that's not what he's talking about. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. 
learn, I love this sentence, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's peace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you learn to live freely and lightly. The old NIV translation says you will find rest for your souls, this deep rest, this deep peace in who Jesus is. In our society, as we look around, there is a lot of fear and panic rather than peace. You know, think of Brexit, think of our politics, uh, think of social media. It's fear and panic and, and, and just that's what the atmosphere of our society is. In Northern Ireland, we actually live in a very violent society. So we'll hear stories about punishment beatings every week, but we just sort of give a little shrug as if, you know, we don't say it, but most of us even think, oh, they maybe deserved it. But actually, violence and, and panic and fear are contagious. They become the part of the way that we see things and the way that we read society and the, the way that we even think and respond to things. Fear is contagious. Panic is contagious. But I would offer that peace is also contagious. The peace of God is contagious. I think our culture and our Western society is crying out for a rekindling and a reawakening of Christians to be people of peace. So that when your work colleague is stressed out and anxious and fearful, they look at you and they say, do you know what, I see something about you. I've seen actually the way you even handled some loss in your family or, or things didn't work out for you uh, and and I've just seen the way you cope with things. What, what, what is it? You, you have this peace or, or something about you. What is that? And you're able to, well, let me tell you what that is. It's not an it. It's, it's a person. And, and actually, I, I gave my life to Jesus and he gave me his peace. It's the, I didn't even know you could see it in me because I'm not doing anything. But actually, you can see it. Because you have this relationship with Jesus and your work colleagues notice it. They're not going to ask you about the sermon or, you know, to get out your Spotify list for your favorite Christian worship song. They're not just going to ask you that, but they'll ask you about the things they see in you. And peace is so evangelistic without even trying. Because it reveals the person of Jesus. And when people see the peace of God in you, they want a taste of it. They want to know what it's about. They want to understand how you coped and how you dealt with those tough situations because the peace of God is contagious. The peace of God is a beautiful thing and people are searching for peace. The world can offer all sorts of temporary platforms for peace, but most of them are short-term peace. What the world offers is so insignificant compared to the peace that Jesus offers and the peace that Jesus gives. The peace of Jesus is not the leftover scraps of your durability. The peace of Jesus is not the leftover scraps of your tenacity, of your optimism, of how good you are at looking at things, of how you've built up your resilience towards things and the things that you've got left after your resilience works out. That's the peace that you're with. The peace of Jesus is far deeper than that. The peace of Jesus is far more beautiful than what we have left over with trying to cope with what the world throws at us. P 
peace and joy are intertwined in Jesus. You see, Jesus' peace is not based on internal or external circumstances. The peace of Jesus is not determined by the circumstances around us or the situations we may find ourselves in. John 14 says this, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then Jesus says this remarkable thing. And this is the day before he's going to get crucified. Uh, the, the disciples are stressed out. They all run away tomorrow. Jesus knows what's happened. He's already been praying in the garden. If, if there's some way that this could be taken off him, uh, could it be? But it's not. So he faces it and he stands up to it and he offers himself. And he says in the turmoil and in the stress, he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Isn't it incredible? In the most stressful and painful time, Jesus still gives and offers his peace. So it's no wonder that in our most stressful and our most distressing times, we avail of his peace because it's who he is. When Jesus talks about the peace, he is not talking about the peace that the world is offering or the world is seeking. In fact, he says his peace that he gives is different to the peace that the world gives. The peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit makes known to us the peace of Jesus. This is the incredible thing. He reveals this peace to us. We can experience the very peace of God through the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves to reveal and give us the peace of God. It's the one thing that, that he excels in. He loves to do it because it's who he is. Here's Jesus again talking about the Holy Spirit a couple of chapters further on in John. He says this, but when he, the Spirit of truth, that's the name that Jesus gives uh, to the Holy Spirit because he brings truth. When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Not just theological truth, all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. You see, the Holy Spirit lets us in the secrets of things yet to come. And Jesus says this, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So the Holy Spirit receives peace of God and makes it known to you. The Holy Spirit knows the peace of Jesus and he makes it known to you. And you can receive and experience and encounter the peace of Jesus today through the Holy Spirit. It's incredible. It's available. He is incredible. He is available tonight for you. So this Christmas time, whether it's the first time or the 500th time, why don't you come to Jesus and ask him for his peace? For some people in this room, it might be 
that actually you need to come and ask to have peace with God. That actually you have never made peace with God because you've never came to Jesus. And actually to make peace with God, you have to accept in faith that Jesus has died for you on the cross and forgives you of your sins and that he has made peace with God for you. But you have never accepted that. You have never accepted him. You've never gave your life to him and said, yes, Jesus, I believe in who you are. And through faith, you are made friends with God because of what Jesus has done for you. And there's people in this room and maybe that is you and you've never first came to Jesus and don't know what that peace with God feels like or even is, but there's something stirring and churning in you and, and you know that's the peace you've been searching for. Do not be afraid. Come to him tonight. Encounter him. Make your peace with God through Jesus. For others in this room who are followers of Jesus, tonight, why don't you ask to be filled afresh by his Holy Spirit? That the Holy Spirit will reveal his peace for you. No matter what situation and circumstance you may be in, come to Jesus and encounter his peace because he is the Prince of Peace. And this relationship comes with benefits, comes with gifts. Receive the gift of his peace tonight. I would love you all to stand. In Willowfield, we have a group of people who just love to pray with you. Um, uh, and and all they do is, is they want to bless what God is doing. God is in the room tonight, and God has been speaking to people. And uh, and um, the prayer ministry team will be in these two corners tonight, just because of the way church is set up. Um, if the, if they could go in there, they would they would love to pray with you tonight. Um, if there's people in here who who want to make peace with God and give their lives to Jesus, I would encourage you. Do not be afraid. People would love to pray with you, but also people would love to pray. If, if you're going through some difficult times and you know you need the peace of God right in your circumstance and situation, they would love to pray with you tonight as well. But I'm just going to pray now because I think just God is in the room. And, and just, just close your eyes. We're just going to wait on God. These guys are going to lead us in some songs after this. But, uh, but, but so often just waiting on him allows him to do what he can only do. Um. So just where you are, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to say this. Could, could you ask for the Holy Spirit to come and for the Holy Spirit to reveal the peace of Jesus afresh in your heart tonight? And for some people, you don't understand what that is, and that's okay because the Holy Spirit can reveal his peace afresh tonight right into your heart, right into your mind, right in the situation and the worry and stresses that you've brought into this church tonight, Jesus can meet you. So at Christmas we have our word Maranatha, which is just come Lord, come Jesus. And I'm just going to pray, just now come Holy Spirit. You're so welcome here, Jesus. 
thank you that you're the Prince of Peace. And I pray, come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal the peace of Jesus into our hearts and minds and spirit. Reveal who he is afresh tonight. So just where you are now, just, just you pray your, your best prayers to God. Just you say, okay, God. God, I, I need you in my life. Lord, I, I want to know this peace. I want to encounter you afresh this Christmas. Come, Lord.
friends, during our closing carol, we're going to take up our offering. And at the very end, then, if you would just sit and remain really, really still at the very end, uh, please.
please take your seats. I want us to be really still for a few moments because I want to just help us to respond right now, right here in this moment. But I also want us to move to a place where we go on actually from this evening to make a response that's ongoing and life transforming. The prayer team will be at the bottom of the Christmas tree. So if you want to give your life to Jesus tonight or maybe come back to Jesus tonight, these guys would love to pray with you. If your life's in turmoil, they would love to pray with you tonight for God's peace. And if you just want to be filled more and more with the peace of God, then these guys would love to pray with you. But this is going to be the space over here just at the foot of the Christmas tree. And I'm going to ask everybody else to stay well clear of that space. That it becomes a really special place that folks can meet with Jesus tonight. But Christmas will come and Christmas will go. And the new year will dawn. And you and I need to choose to press into the presence of God. We do that on our own, but we do that by coming together to meet with other believers as well. So can I encourage you in a new year, if you've only been present occasionally this year, to be present so that you can meet the presence of God more and more and more next year. Can I also ask that as we move into a new year, we would be those who seek the peace of God, not just for ourselves, but for the very broken around us and for those that are hurting. And there will be some in church tonight who are going through really tough things. And again, the folks would love to pray with you, but also we would love to go on actually bringing something of God's peace and presence to you as a church. So please, in the new year, choose to be here and to choose to ask for prayer and to choose to follow Jesus in the new year. In a new year, moving forward, we really do want to bless this community more and more and more. I'm going to be watching from a little bit of a distance because uh, not that much of a distance. I'll be keeping a close eye. But from a little bit of a distance in that I move on the 25th of January to be the bishop of the diocese. But uh, the team here need your prayers. But also as a church, can I ask that those, there's a number of folks that are funded by outside funding agencies and I'd love just very simply and quickly to ask you if you can give in a new year towards funding salaries of folks that do ministry that you get then to rejoice in and be part of, then choose to do that in a new year. Choose to be somebody that resources financially the work in Willowfield here if you would choose to do that and to do that really generously in a, in a new year.
And finally, we're going to be uniting with, or this church is going to be connecting with four other churches for 100 days of prayer in the new year. And one of those events is going to be an event on the 8th of January uh, in the City Hall. And there's 100 tickets available for Willowfield and 100 for each of the other four churches, 500 people in all meeting in the ch City Hall to pray for God to awaken our souls, to awaken his work in this city and to awaken this land towards his truth again. If you'd like one of those tickets, they're free. You need to ask for them, but make sure you're going to use it. And if you find near the time you can't use it, then please return it so that somebody else can use it. But they'll be available uh, over where you see that loud healer awake at the back. Christmas is close at hand, but there's Christmas Eve communion service here at 11.30, an earlier service at 4 for families, a crib service, and the Christmas Day celebration at 10.30 on Christmas morning. And next Sunday at 5.30, a special service for those who have been bereaved and services at the usual times next Sunday of 10, 11, 30, and 7 as well. We'd love to welcome you back next Sunday. Please stand. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and in the love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. The blessing of God Almighty, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you and with those you love this night. And may you grow in peace May you increase in peace and in the knowledge and in the fear of the Lord. Amen. There's refreshments. There's people that would love to pray with you. And there's friends all around you or those that would like to become your friend. So no need to rush away. God bless you. And a blessed Christmas to you.